Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is me again, your host for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash. I've got Seether here with Fine again, a great, great band. If you've never heard Seether, they're a great rock band for the current music generation that we have. They've been around for quite a long time. And I actually enjoy them uh, and listen to them quite often. All right, folks, getting right in to today's show. I have a lot of information to discuss, and I mean a lot. The very first thing that we're going to get into before I get into all of the national news, I'm going to get into some local news for my Marion, Ohio listeners. Now, everybody knows that I have had Scott Weibling on. I've had Rocky Ratcliffe on. Uh, Both of them are new Marion City School um, board members. And I've had them on several times, especially um, to talk about the issues going on with the Marion City Schools. And there was an article that I, I... I just got to talk about it. It came out here. Oh, it came out yesterday night. Almost, it was about 4.55 in the afternoon. Uh, Came out in the Marion Star. And I read through this and I thought, you know what? I have to talk about this for a couple minutes with my local listeners here in Marion. So if you have kids that go to Marion City Schools... You know the issues that's that's facing your school district right now. There's a serious issue that's been going on with discipline. You have kids that are going into the school causing chaos, assaulting other students, assaulting teachers, not just verbally but physically. And the disrespect that goes on with students nowadays, not all students, but it's becoming a big problem. So much so, folks, that almost every school, not just here in Ohio, all over the country, you have to have some kind of a physical presence presence with a, a police officer. It's gotten that bad. Now, when I went to school, I graduated back in 2003. So it's been some time ago. We didn't have a police officer sitting in our school. We didn't have a security guard patting people down. We didn't have to go through metal detectors. Nowadays, you have to have that. But I have this article here, the the title of it, and I'm telling you, folks, it's just, it's an eye-opener. So from the Marion Star, it says, Marion City School Board bickers over discipline process as faith leaders petition for peace. It has gotten so bad with not just the administrative arguing back and forth, But now you're having outside church folk from the religious community coming and saying, hey, come on, 
We're supposed to be working for the kids. And this is what this article is about. Now, I'm going to give a rundown through this because I'm not going to read this whole thing. If you want to look at this article, again, you can find it in the Marion Star. It came out May the 18th, yesterday, at 4.55 was when it was published. And again, the title is Marion City School Board Bicker Over Discipline Process as Faith Leaders Petition for Peace. Now, what this article was about, folks, it was about the discipline issues going on in the school. So basically what had happened is you have the new members that are sitting on the school board. You have Rocky Ratliff, who is trying to, in this article, he, he is fighting with certain members of the school board administration. You have the superintendent, which is Dr. Ron Iarusi. And he's, he's trying to come up with some kind of a meeting that, again, your new board members have been trying to get for the last two or three months. Nobody wants to hear him out. And all of these problems are mounting. In this article, there's a back and forth bickering. Um, especially between uh, Mr. Ratliff, uh, who is basically telling certain people on the committee that, look, we, you're wanting to put together a task force to curve the discipline issue. We, where have you been? We've been asking that for two months. And again, uh, you're getting other members kicking back and saying, well, we, we, we're now ready to possibly discuss these issues. You have Scott Weibling, who's been on here. I've had him on this show many of times. He's even in this article saying, look, you know, we, we were supposed to put together uh, from an email, we were supposed to have meetings over disciplines. It was supposed to be on May the 5th, and then it was changed to May the 12th, and then it was canceled, and then it was never rescheduled. And as I go through this article, and if, again, you, you taxpayers should be going through and looking at what's going on in your schools, then you have board member Mr. Uh, McKinnis, who is bickering back and forth with Mr. Ratcliffe because he's trying to explain, well, well, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, we shouldn't be bickering with each other. We're, we're supposed to be working for the kids. I'm ready now to possibly look at discipline. He's also on record in here talking about PACS training, which in this article, you see that there are certain things that the board members have to vote on if they're going to do. If something is voted down, the school doesn't do it. The board members don't do it. Well, this PACS training apparently was voted down. And Mr. McGinnis and, and Mr. Ratcliffe are back and forth arguing about things that were voted down. That's not even being, should be being paid for or, or, or thing, training that should be happening. And yet you have other board members that are just going out and doing their own thing after it's been voted down. It, 
this article is very eye-opening, even though it's from the Marion Star. I I don't really give a lot of um, how do I put this? I I don't really care for the Marion Star because they're usually one-sided hit opinion pieces, especially in the political field. But in matters of the school, they don't have too bad of articles. This was one of them that wasn't a bad article, but it showed the dysfunction going on between new board members who are wanting to fix the issues that you elected them to fix in the first place, going toe-to-toe with individuals on the Marion City School Board that are still there. They weren't up for re-election. And how do I put this? They're sitting on their ass, folks. They're not wanting to do their jobs. So it's a tug of war back and forth. Again, this was a pretty eye-opening piece. Um, In the end of the article, it comes down to basically that you have they're they're talking about putting together what's called a round table for discussion with on for the <laughs> the the school board which i thought that that's what it was anyway to discuss maybe about having a marion family court a law enforcement officer provide help and input when it comes to discipline in the school folks i'm going to tell you right now if you're got if you have your kids in marion city school and you know all these things are going on. You need to start going to these school board meetings. Whenever they are open to the public, Marion City school parents, you should be packing these board meetings. And you should be asking what is going to be done or what is being done or not being done when it comes to the safety and security of your children. I know the school year is almost over, but I'm going to tell everyone right now If it wasn't fixed this year, why would it be fixed next school year? Just for some food for thought to think about there. But I wanted to bring this article up because I have had these individuals on my show. This was a great article showing the dysfunction, the fight going on in the Marion City school system. And... The fact that you have current board members who are oblivious, even though the complaints are coming to their door, they are oblivious. I mean, it it does. It just speaks volumes to me. It reminds me of the Democratic Party when they want to fix problems that aren't even problems. And they're so out of touch with the American public. That they don't even have a leg to stand on. And it kind of reminds me of the same thing just at a local level with the Marion City Schools. You have individuals who have been on the board for quite a while. It seems like they're very out of touch with reality. Out of touch with how school is supposed to function and be secure. And they are out of touch when it comes to how... How the process works of when something is voted down or agreed upon, how you proceed. 
So again, a very interesting article. I'm not going to stay into this. I, I just wanted to touch base with that as my first story um, here on the show. Now, getting in to the current news. Now, I'm going to be a little bit all over the place because there has been so much news. I don't know where to even begin. I can't really lump one story or article into another just because there's just so many, so many good stories. So I have one here. Uh, I, I'm going to start off with this one is from The Hill. The article came out the 17th. It's titled Biden, White Supremacy, a Poison. In America. Now, why am I bringing up this article? Seems like a load of garbage, right? Well, it is. But I'm bringing this up because I have talked about this and hit on this many, many times on my show. What did I say? I gave a list here last week. I believe it was Sunday. I gave a list of all of the issues facing the American public and the United States itself, national security, our southern border. What else? We're looking at historic inflation, shortages of food, Gasoline prices that are about to top $6 nationally across the country. Baby food shortages. The list goes on and on and on, and even crime. Now, out of all of those things that you would think would be on the top of the list for Joe Biden in his administration, this article from The Hill, I, I just had to share it. When I seen it, I just, I thought to myself, this is a great hitting piece. Out of everything I just named off, any person with that has a shred of intelligence knows those key things should be the number one thing that this administration should be focusing on, and yet they're not. What are we focused on? The poison of white supremacy in America. Or should I say, lack thereof. So I'm going to read the article here. You can make up your own decision. Again, this is from The Hill. It says, President Biden on Tuesday called white supremacy a poison in the U.S., and called on Americans to reject the racist white replacement theory, believed to have inspired the gunman behind the tragic Buffalo, New York mass shooting. Before I get any further, if you have not heard the news, there was a shooting the other day in Buffalo, in a supermarket. The boy, young teen, troubled, has mental issues, 
went in and started shooting up people in a store. All of a sudden now, this person is a white supremacist. This person is also a conservative. This person is also a Republican. The stories have come out about this kid. It's just, it's, it's sickening. The Democratic Party has done everything to take a story that shouldn't even be making national attention because these are why these, these individuals that have mental disorders or are troubled do this. It's for their five minutes of fame. This kid has no affiliation with any party. He isn't a white supremacist. He went into a, a supermarket and just started shooting at people randomly. How the hell do you equate that to he's a white supremacist? Because he's white? If that's the case, if a, if a black man walks into a store and just starts shooting people, is he automatically part of the Black Panther? Is he part of the Black Lives Matter? Is he racist and a bigot? Because he targeted people of other color and ethnic minorities? No. It doesn't matter what color of an individual walks into a supermarket or any place and starts shooting them up. It's called they're troubled and they have mental problems and they wanted to hurt somebody. It has nothing to do with being a supremacist. Continuing on in this article, it says, Joe Biden was quoted on saying, he goes, I call on all Americans to reject the lie. Biden said in an emotional remarks from Buffalo on Tuesday afternoon, I condemn those who spread the lie for power, for political gain, and for profit. He said, we need to stay as clearly and forcefully as we can the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America, Biden said. None. Again, Biden delivered his remarks after he and First Lady Jill Biden met with the families of victims of Saturday's mass shooting, which police are investigating as a racially motivated hate crime. Biden called the weekend shooting that left 10 dead an act of domestic terrorism. Now, you can go on. It's a lengthy article. Folks, again, the individual is troubled. He's a young teen. It's no different than any other individual that commits a crime with a gun, with a knife, with any sort of weapon. The fact of the matter is, this is what this administration does. They're trying to spark a war between different ethnic colors and affiliations in this country. This is what this is all about. There is, am I going to sit here and say that white supremacy doesn't exist? No, it does. But again, I have said this before, I will say this again. You look at the numbers here in the U.S. They're so marginally small, it's not funny. 
We have so many other things that should be being focused on right now. This so-called problem or poison in America of white supremacy is a joke. It's a joke. <clears throat> You're going to have hate no matter where you go, folks. It doesn't mean that it's racially charged. And I'm not going to give this young man who did this horrendous deed. I'm not going to give him a leg to stand on here. What he did was wrong. He took innocent lives. And justice will prevail for what he did. No matter what his motivation behind this was, again, you can't take one incident and equate it to a large problem across the board. If Joe Biden wants to really get at the heart of an issue, it ain't white supremacy. It's crime in general. But you won't hear him address that. You won't hear the Democratic Party address that. You want to know why? They won't touch the issue with crime and the rise on crime here in America with a 10-foot pole because they're the ones who orchestrated it. They are the ones who went through and defunded the police. They are the ones who went through and, and lumped every law enforcement, every law enforcement officer or facility into one group of they're all hate crime people. They are out to get collared folks or different ethnic groups. Defund the police. The police are bad. Now as crime is on the rise, blue states are majority crime ridden. Now it's we have to flush money back into the police departments. We have to try to prop them up. We got to stay quiet on this whole defund the police that we've been doing. Because the crime now has come to our door. So every time that the big issue should be addressed, they won't address the elephant in the room. They will point the finger at everything else but the main problem. That again, they orchestrated and created. And it goes even further than the defund the police movement. They've empowered hate groups like Black Lives Matter, Antifa. The list goes on and on and on. Look at the fight for, for the abortion on the streets right now. They're stoking fires, like I said last week with Chuck Schumer, trying to get everyone who voted against abortions. He wanted their names out. It, it wasn't to get any political points. No. It was to get their names out there so that these hate groups could go and target these individuals at their homes and their families. And maybe something bad will happen. And it will get everybody in line and in step with the Democratic Party and what they want. How dare you? 
How dare you disagree with us? So we'll unleash the hounds of hell. And if they're not protests, you can have peaceful protests. They're not peaceful protests. These individuals are out there to hurt someone. And the Democratic Party and Joe Biden and his administration are stoking the fires. They want this, folks. They want a race war. This is all this is about is deflect from what they have done when the issue that they have caused comes to their doorstep, it's deflect to another issue. It's deflect and use something else to, to prop up a fake wall so that you, you not, you're not looking at them for what they've caused. Crime and everything that's going on sits solely with Joe Biden, his administration, and the Democratic Party. And this article from The Hill is a great example of just exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I am 25 minutes into the start of the show. I'm going to take my first commercial timeout, so stay tuned, and we will be right back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage, they will ship it to your house directly. They've got s several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. 
get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved? Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business, Neidhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, 
tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www.nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They're located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural hand poured soy wax melts all natural, chemical-free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer. Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www footprintsandwax.com or you can call the owner Missy Boggs area code 419-569-1222 for further questions and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks folks. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, coming back in from our first commercial timeout. And I'm going to get right back in where we had left off. 
So again, <clears throat> we were just discussing the article from The Hill about white supremacy being Joe Biden's biggest number one issue here in the United States. Now, my next article, <laughs> my next article, this one, <clears throat> this one has to do, um, again, we're going to stay on the same topic here. This one comes from Fox News. Now, this article here has to do with Biden calling for gun control measures. <clears throat> New gun control measures now is what we need. No, no, not only is white supremacy the biggest issue facing America, but now we need more gun controls because of Saturday's shooting in the supermarket. Now, I'm not kidding. When you think every time there's a gun shooting that goes on, this is the number one thing that the Democratic Party screams. Oh, we've got to have more gun control measures. I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone this now, and you've, you've probably heard me say this many times over. You could enlist every feasible, possible restrictions on guns, and you're not going to make a dent a dent in the use of a firearm in a criminal proceeding or crime. Not a dent. And I know people are out there and they're scratching their head going, well, what do you mean by that? Anytime, folks, you, you put any type of new gun restrictions on criminals or anyone... I mean, it could be anyone. They're going to find a way around it. Or they're just going to disobey the law. It's kind of like, folks, if they said, okay, we're going to do, to stop gun deaths, we're going to remove every gun in the United States and destroy them all. Somebody would find a way to have a firearm. They would rather build it find one somewhere hidden or they'd come up with the next best thing you're never going to stop gun deaths there are ways you can curve it the best example education education about firearms young and old I have said this and said this and said this. They don't even teach firearm safety in schools anymore. Few and far between do you find hunter safety courses. And you wonder why we have kids taking firearms to school. You wonder why people are, are shooting each other on the street. It's lack of education with, with a weapon or about a weapon. And let me ask everybody this. Every time we have our senators in Washington all coggle together and go, well, we're just going to make stricter gun laws. Has it fixed anything?
or has it taken a bite out of deaths, criminals getting a hold of firearms? And the answer is no. So you have Joe Biden here. This is from Fox News. This was published on May the 17th. It says, Biden to call for gun control. Meet victim's family during visit to Buffalo. Again, this has to do with the shooting that happened on Saturday. Going into the article, it says, President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will travel to Buffalo, New York on Tuesday to meet with family members of the victims of the historic and horrific shooting that left 10 dead and three injured at Topps Grocery Store. This is the White House official tells Fox News that President and First Lady will also meet with law enforcement, first responders, and community leaders during the trip. It says Biden, President Biden will deliver remarks later in the day. He is expected to condemn the shooting, of course, as an act of terror, uh, terrorism motivated by a hateful and perverse ideology that tears into the soul of our nation. Again, we know what that is. He automatically goes, well, it's, it's, this is all hate crime. It's a poison in our country. White people are white supremacists. It is the number one issue in America. It is not the number one issue in America. Far from it. I, I tell everyone, go out and look at the statistics of hate crimes in America. Look at the statistics. Any color, any individual of any color, look at the hate crimes. Look at the rates of hate crime victims in the U.S. By numbers, very low. Again, I just wanted to share that continuing on with, again, because <clears throat> they're predictable. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are predictable. Anytime any type of shooting takes place, they automatically zoom in on it and say, it's a hate crime. America is terrible. We need more stricter gun control laws and reform. And that'll fix the problem. And the fact is, folks, it never has ever, any time in history, curved and fixed any problems when it comes to gun violence. It's done nothing. You can go in and look for the statistics for gun laws, the curving of crime with weapons. You can go in and look it up. I don't even have to go look at the numbers. I've looked at the numbers. You can go back for the last 35 years and you can see nothing that Washington, D.C. has passed and gun reform laws has fixed anything. But yet the Democratic Party continues to tote those and continues to tote legislation that they passed in the past as, oh, it, it, has, it has fixed. It's done nothing. It's done nothing. Now, moving away, 
moving away from the Buffalo shooting. I have to get into this article. It's from Fox News again. This is on the media portion. Now, as we all know, inflation is out of control. Your gas prices, your utility bills have doubled and tripled. If you live in here in Ohio right now, gas today just went up another six cents. About two weeks ago, it went up 55 cents. Today's gas prices here where I was and down in Columbus here in Ohio was at an average of $4.49. They're saying by August the 5th, the national average, even here in Ohio, will be over $6. You heard that correct. Over $6 by August the 5th. Now, with all of these things going on, I talked about last week the baby formula shortage. Well, if you're someone who likes to listen to dribble and someone who likes to listen to a bunch of, how do I put this uh, politely? A lot of out of touch women who like to cover Joe Biden's ass every chance that they get, you look no further than The View. And I have to share this because I heard this and then I, I read this and I, I'm baffled. I am baffled at the stupidity within the Hollywood elite. I am baffled. I am baffled with just the stupidity of individuals that go along with this garbage and believe this. So this article is titled Whoopi Goldberg. Gas prices aren't bad because of anything Biden did. Baby formula shortage, not on him. You heard this. This was on, this was from Whoopi Goldberg on The View and not just her. Her own co-hosts were all gaggling about the same thing, covering Joe Biden's rear end. I have never seen so much butt puckering in my entire life. It, it, was, it was sad that you have Hollywood elites spewing this garbage covering for Joe Biden. He is responsible for every bit of it. You, he, his, his footprint is in every bit of the muck that he has created in this country. I'm going to go ahead and read this, and then I'm going to get into my examples here. It says, co-host Whoopi Goldberg said Wednesdays, on Wednesday's episode, excuse me, of The View, that gas prices were not bad because of anything President Biden did, adding that it's just what he's going to absorb. It says, during the discussion about the primary elections happening across the U.S., guest host and former Trump White House press secretary Stephanie Grissom interjected and said that the country's not doing well and that President 
does need to get some stuff in order ahead of the midterms. She said, we, we've, we have got high gas prices. We have inflation, Grissom said, adding that farmers can't afford to fertilize or fuel in the Midwest. He said, people are really suffering at the grocery store. There are a lot of things going on, and I think that could affect the polls, said Grissom. Goldberg then chimed in and said, everything or everybody is suffering. And the blame should not be placed where it belongs. She's basically saying that she's she's trying to say it but not say it that it's 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 former president Donald Trump's fault because everything is Donald Trump's fault. Everything is Donald Trump's fault. We got another individual here with Trump derangement syndrome. Goldberg said gas prices aren't as bad because of everything Biden did. We're just going to have to absorb it. Sonny Houston added in. She said there's also a war going on in Ukraine. The price of gas has been on the rise prior to the war in Iraq. Goldberg also said that the baby formula crisis was not on him, referring to Biden. She said nobody ever says, you know, here's the cause of this. And here's, here's how we have to fight this, she added. He doesn't do anything that I want him to do. He does a lot of stuff I'm very happy with, but he didn't do everything, Goldberg noted, adding that she was going to give everybody their due when they do do something that they're supposed to do. That's a lot of dues. Look, walking away from this dribble article, and the comments from that ridiculous show that I don't even know how it's even on TV, prime time at that matter. I'm just going to go ahead and correct Whoopi Goldberg. I'm going to correct everyone on The View. It is absolutely 110% Joe Biden's damn fault. For both of those issues. Here's a great example. Ready? This is why his hand got caught in the cookie jar, folks. When Joe Biden, before him and Kamala Harris, was elected, he said he was going to stop fracking, specifically to the voters in the area of Pennsylvania. He did that. He stopped here just a week ago. A contract for fuel for the Alaskan pipeline. Stopped it. Doesn't want anything to do with it because it's it's part of the Green New Deal. We can't afford to do anything that's environmentally that we feel is going to hurt the environment, which it's not. So we have no new fuel contracts. But what does that do when we're not producing, drilling, making our country, I don't know, energy uh, independent. Well, folks, the gas prices are going to continue to go up. This is the same individual who said, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and open up the National Reserve. Well, they've used it. And guess what? 
Did your gas, did, did everyone, did the prices at the pump go down, everybody? Nope. The only thing that we've done is use our emergency reserves, which now we're going to have little to none if there is a big crisis. Can you say dumb? Let's go ahead and look at the Canadian-U.S. pipeline that Joe Biden shut down. Look at all of the other pipelines that Joe Biden and his administration from day one went in and shut down. And you wonder why gas prices are skyrocketing? Well, that's why. You wonder why there's gas shortages in states? That's why. And you don't want to know what their excuse is? The excuse is, well, it's that damn Putin. It's that war in Ukraine. Let me ask everybody this. How much fuel, oil, were we getting from Russia before, before the war in Ukraine even kicked off? How much fuel were we getting from Russia under President Trump? Let's go back further than that. Barack Obama. Little to none is the answer. The fact of the matter, folks, this proxy war that they, they keep going on about, that they just dumped another $40 billion of taxpayers' money into, for a proxy war that doesn't even make any sense. And I've talked about this before, how the same thing that the Democratic Party is saying is evil, the communist government and regime of Russia is evil, they represent the same damn thing in the Democratic Party. Same thing. Communist rule under a liberal authoritative leadership. That's what it is. I'm going to call it as I see it. <clears throat> but this fake proxy war that they have, that they're going at, they're saying that that's, that's their cover, folks. Here it is again. That's the cover. The self-inflicted wound on gas prices here is because Joe Biden has shut everything down. We have no fracking. We have no development. We have no new contracts. No drilling. The areas in which they have kept open, like I think it's Pipeline 6 there in Michigan, still not flowing at, at full capacity. Our off-scene, excuse me, our off-seas drilling rigs, they're not operating at full capacity, folks. And why is that? Because Joe Biden and his administration has ordered that. They have implemented that. It is to put pressure on you, the American public, at the pump to buy into this whole new Green New Deal garbage agenda. It's 
Well, everything's got to become an electric vehicle. It is to purposely hurt you at the pumps. It's to hurt your wallet. To force you into the Green New Deal concept with energy cars, with electric cars. And again, like last week, I have went over the costs for electric cars. There's no savings there. You may have savings refueling, but for the upkeep, the wear and the tear, and the replacement of certain parts, it's triple the cost of what you would put out in a year's time in gas. But this is what they're doing. It is to force you into this Green New Deal. Rather, you want it or not. And then again, then there, here's the rub with that. When they asked Pete Buttigieg several months back, the Secretary of Transportation, well, how are people supposed to pay for these cars? These, inter, these energy independent electric vehicles that go from $60,000 on up. You know what Pete Buttigieg's answer was? Oh, I don't know. They, they, they just have to. That's the only way to save them at the pumps. There's your answer, but they don't know how you're supposed to afford to get it. If you're someone struggling to make ends meet, they don't care. If you're in the poverty level, they don't care. You're supposed to just magically be able to come up with it. I'm actually surprised with as much wasteful spending that goes on in Washington. I'm surprised the Democratic Party hasn't come out with a new program for low-income earners like they have with Medicare and free health coverage. I'm surprised they are, are free cell phones. I'm surprised they don't have a new, <laughs> some kind of a new plan out where they're just going to give people electric cars. That's what's coming next. I'm, I'm surprised no one has, has hit that idea yet. <clears throat> I know, let's just give people electric cars. And as for... This article here with Ms. Goldberg and, the, and, and, and members of The View saying, and the, and the baby formula problem. Well, that, that's not on him. It's not. Did no one see the videos of thousands upon thousands of baby formula pallets at the southern border giving, being given away and shipped out to other countries? and given away to illegal immigrants. And then after that was shown, and everything leading up to this problem, on the heels of the problem itself, facing the, the, the country here with baby formula shortages and families, what does Joe Biden and his administration do? They start having all of these hundreds of thousands of baby formula pallets 
shipped back into the United States. And then, then now we're going into other countries and buying their pallets of baby formula to have shipped in and imported into the United States. I heard that and, and I thought to myself, that's, that's your answer? You have shut down the economy. You are, are, you're inflating the inflation issue. You have caused the energy sector to go out of whack. And you have individuals like here on the, on the view saying that it's not Joe Biden and his administration's fault. It is 110% his fault. They have purposely done this. And this all goes back to exactly what I was talking about here on Sunday. It is to strip you of your power. It is to strip you from your independence, your financial independence. It is to put you under the thumb of the government and make you, make you, in a level of poverty to where you are reliant on the government for assistance for everything financially. And once they have you there, once they make it to where this is their one-party system, because that's what they're trying to get. They are trying to make one party not under God, not indivisible, with no justice, for anyone here in the United States, they want to make it a communist country under one party, the Democratic Party, and they want you under their thumb. And that's what exactly what they're doing. Everyone heard me and they've heard me say this multiple times. The truth is in the facts and it's just... It's everywhere in that pudding. And you can, you can sit there with your spoon and you can twirl it around all you want to bury it within the pudding. It's there. You ain't going to cover it up. Everyone can see this. Which is why I laugh at the Hollywood elites making excuses. And I feel terrible for individuals that's out there in the American public who buy into this nonsense. Joe Biden is 110% responsible for the issues facing this nation. No matter what excuse you want to make for him. Now I am 28 minutes into the second part of our broadcast here. I'm going to go ahead and take a short commercial timeout. This will be our last one. When I come back, I'm going to wrap up the show. I've got some more articles I want to share with everyone. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Time. 
a word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm gonna be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. Looking for innovative and professionalism when it comes to the residential and commercial construction? Well, have I got the company for you folks. America's Pioneer Construction. With over 25 years of building and management experience, Pioneer Construction is the leader in craftsmanship and creativity through construction. Started in 1995 by a master carpenter and craftsman, the company has grown and evolved with the reputation of construction known for trust, knowledge, and integrity. 
From custom-built homes to renovations, Pioneer provides superior customer service and satisfaction in the areas of general contracting, construction management, design and build, planning, and complete project management through the whole construction process. So if you're looking for a dependable and knowledgeable company to get your dream project off the ground, call Pioneer Construction Company. Located in Mount Gilead, Columbus, and the Cincinnati, Ohio areas. Or you can drop them a message at Pioneer Construction, 1975.jb3 at gmail.com or scroll through their website at pioneerconstruction.us for more information. You won't be sorry that you did, folks. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars for the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Doolin Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Doolin Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, 
and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. back ladies and gentlemen from our last commercial timeout for all of my think local first businesses i'm going to get right back into the heat of all of the news so bear with me here i've got a couple more here to um end the show with and i'm going to get right into the swing of things the next article that i wanted to discuss is <clears throat> the <laughs> there there was this article that I seen and I just I, I had to I had to share this with everybody. It, it came from Newsmax. Um, this was on Tuesday the seventeenth, and <clears throat> the reason I want to bring it up is because again, <clears throat> excuse me. I have been going on the last several weeks and really focusing in and pushing on the attack on women's rights. <clears throat> Remember I said that the Democratic Party is all in this whole fight about how they've, they've always been for women. They've always been in the, on the side of women. But yet... They can't give you the definition of a woman. They can't give you the definition of what women's rights really stands for. You have women within the Democratic Party that, that screams, especially with the debate for Roe versus Way, screams that they've been in it, and they're in it to win it for women, but yet they can't, for, for over 30 years, some of these individuals, these senators, and there's not a damn bit of legislation that they have passed to help women. I have talked about the, <clears throat> the attack on women in sports with transgenders. And I had this article here. It's from Newsmax. Title is, Judge, Transgender Middle School Student Can Use Boys' Bathroom. Now, I wanted to read this article because, again... This is what they're pushing now on children who have no idea with what, what a sex change is, what, what sex identity crises are. We've confused now our, our children. And the same individuals <clears throat> who claim that they're for, they're for proper sexual education, they're for women's rights. These are the same individuals who are allowing this attack on sex 
in our schools. So I wanted to read this article. It says a federal judge has again ordered an Indiana middle school to allow a transgender student to use boys' bathrooms. It says the student had previously filed a request in state court to change the name of his birth certificate and to have the gender marker on it changed from female to male. It says the WTHR-TV in Minneapolis reported Monday that this judge, her name is Tanya Walton, has reaffirmed her order <clears throat> that last month granted a preliminary injunction giving the student to write to use boys' bathrooms at the John R. Wooden Middle School in Martinville. This is in Martinville, Indiana. This is her initial order has been on hold while the school district in Martinsville filed motions with the court. Now, the school district has not presented any new arguments or evidence to demonstrate to the public's interest that weighs in favor of maintaining the school district's authority over such matters until more clear and direct guidance under Title VII is provided. Now, you can read this article yourself. Why did I bring this article up today? <clears throat> Again, this is a kid that's probably not even a teen or a young teen. It's a girl who now wants to identify as a boy. Wants to use the boy's bathroom. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? The young man that's in there. When a, a female pretending to be a man, or a boy in this case, walks into their bathroom. It's no different if a boy's trying to pretend to be a girl, walking into a women's bathroom. Folks, it's inappropriate. We are setting a very dangerous, very dangerous prefacent. If we allow these types of things to continue in schools. You know, if, if you're someone who wants to identify as another sex, that's your priority. That's your prerogative. And if it's going to start with, with young children, which I disagree with all of this. then they need to stay in their same bathroom. I don't care if they want to identify as a, a girl being a, a boy or a boy being a girl. You need to stay in, in your own bathroom. There are only two sexes, folks, man and woman. Male and female. And as much as you want to try to change yourself into something else, unfortunately, the laws of science, the laws in motion of what God intended you to be, it's not going to change. 
I wanted to bring this article up because of the fact it's showing the dangerous, the dangerousness is what is being allowed in our schools. When we can't even keep same sexes and you're interchanging them in bathrooms, you're, you're going to add a recipe for disaster. Someone is going to be assaulted sexually. Something is going to happen that's not going to be good. And then you want to talk about, you want to talk about mental problems, the strain of growing up and having, having these things happen to our young children. I'm telling you, you're, they're, they're setting a very dangerous precedent here. And the fact that you have judges that are weighing in on school districts and allowing this, it's dangerous. Very, very dangerous. But I wanted to share that article <clears throat> because people say to me all the time, they, 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 they can't find these articles. Well, I, I found one right here. And it's just right next door to Ohio here in Indiana. Moving on, because <clears throat> I'm, I'm caught here on time. Talking about, again, the fight for women's rights. Or as I look at it, the fight against women's rights. There's been a lot of backlash building after Dems vote to legalize abortion up to birth. You heard it. The Democratic Party last Wednesday, <clears throat> when they voted on that abortion bill, that failed. And it failed miserably because they had individuals in their own party that walked out on it and voted no. It was not just Republicans. There were a lot of key measures in there, folks, that I don't think the public was really aware of. One of them was to legalize abortion all the way up until birth. The moment you, a woman gives birth, they wanted that in that bill that you could kill that child. That abortion all the way up until the birth was perfectly normal. That is sick. I'm going to read this article here. This was on Reuters. It was on Politico. It was on Fox News. It says Senate Democrats are facing pushback after they voted last week in favor of a bill that would legalize abortion nationwide for all nine months of pregnancy. It says the Women's Health Protection Act, which received support from 49 Democrats, and the Senate, and, un, and ultimately it failed to succeed, would give or would have given health care providers the right to provide abortion services, just limitations or requirements all the way up to birth. As according to the measure's text, 
healthcare providers would have been allowed to perform abortions without a prohibition on abortion at any point or any points in time prior to fetal delivery. A requirement that a parent seeking abortion services at any point or points in time prior to fetal visibility disclose the parent's reason or reasons for seeking abortion services. So basically, <clears throat> to basically sum this up, if the baby has not popped its crowned its head out yet, they can perform an abortion. You could have a woman contracting in labor, pushing, ready to give birth, and if she screams, I want an abortion right now, they would have done it. That is just disgusting. And it's sad. And you have people, <clears throat> you have people in this news article here, they showed video of people celebrating this. And what was really disturbing is these are young women. Young women out in front of Washington, D.C., protesting, going inside of churches and synagogues and having to be removed in red capes. And all of them were applauding what was in this bill. They wanted this, this to some of, the, of our new generations is perfectly fine. Folks, I am, at this point, you're committing murder. This is why I said last week, and the week prior to that, talking about the whole issue with the repeal of, of Roe versus Wade. <clears throat> if you're at this point to where you think it's legit and right, and I hear this argument with my body, it's my choice. So what about the body inside of yours? When does its rights start? When does the child's rights start? They wanted to legalize abortion all the way up until birth. I want to ask everybody out there that's had children. It's had a child, especially to mothers or even fathers. When you see your child entering this world without getting into graphic detail, if your first thought is abortion, I hate to tell you, at that point, you're committing murder. That's murder. If we're going to allow something like this, and people think this is perfectly fine, then I will stand by what I said here last week. Then you might as well say at any moment in any of your kids' lives, no matter their age, if you're tired of them, you can just murder them and consider that to be an abortion. Well, little Johnny didn't do his chores here the other day. I'm tired of telling him. I think I'm just going to go outside and take the gun to him. Folks, that's, that's what this is equivalent to. 
And you have people going along with this like it's it's normal. Like there's nothing wrong with it. They're out on the streets celebrating this. I had to bring this article up because if you're someone out there, you know my stance on abortion. But if you're someone out there and you're applauding this, or maybe you're on the abortion side, but yet you didn't know that this was in this was in this bill that they voted on last week. This whole Women's Health Protection Act. You should start looking into this. There was a lot of stuff that was in this bill that I don't think the American public, nor women, knew was even in there. And it's shocking. I wanted to bring that article up because, again, I I have a hard time understanding how someone thinks that that right there is legitly okay. My next news article here, <clears throat> it, it comes from Fox Business. Title is, Elon Musk Slams Biden. The real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. Isn't that the truth? I'm going to read the article here. It, it was, I, I, I'm reading this one because it was, it was really funny. It says, the Tesla CEO, Elon Musk whose purchase of Twitter remains ongoing, slammed President Biden in a podcast interview Monday and warned that if the government continues printing money, inflation will get worse and the U.S. might follow the path of Venezuela. It's already going that way, Mr. Musk. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell everybody this right now. We will continue as a nation, as a country, the United States will continue to print money. They're never going to stop. It doesn't matter if they've devalued the dollar to nothing. They will continue to print money with nothing to back it on. We are already, folks, it's so bad. We, are, we have got debt upon debt upon debt that the Treasury Department has bought. So you've got debt, our own debt. The Treasury has bought bonds. They went ahead and went on debt on that and debt again and bought into that or sold it to another country. At this point, there isn't going back. Now, why am I bringing this article up? Well, I found it really funny because, again, anytime Mr. Mr. Elon Musk says anything, especially since he has come out and basically said he is voting for the Republican Party, the drive-by media loses their minds. I thought this article was pretty clever because he goes through and talks about how inflation works, what's going to happen if we continue on the path in a business standing, and you already had individuals, I was reading comments, that was already all over him. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, he must know what he's talking about, folks, because he's a billionaire. He's one of the richest men in the world. If anything, I think Joe Biden and his administration maybe should take pointers 
from the Tesla CEO, they might actually help inflation, help relieve inflation, I should say. If you read on in the, in the article, <clears throat> Tesla basically, Tesla CEO Elon Musk basically slams the Democratic Party, Biden in particular. He suggested that Joe Biden is something of an empty suit. He says the real, the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. This is the path of power is the path to the teleprompter. Why is Elon Musk saying this? Since Joe Biden has become president, we know Joe has <laughs> cognitive decline. It's simple and easy to see. There's no refuting it. He has to read cue cards for crying out loud. He reads directly from a teleprompter. They could say he's an idiot and he would read it and not realize it. That's why Elon Musk is basically saying the president is the individual who has control of the teleprompter. He's basically inferring folks that Joe Biden is a puppet on a string. He's absolutely correct. That, that is who we have in the highest position in government of the free world. Just a little quick article that I, I wanted to bring up. Now, the last article that I have here to close out the show, <clears throat> this one was on every news station, every one of them, Fox, MSNBC, Newsmax, Reuters, The Washington Post, you name it, it was on there. What was it? It was articles over the hearing that took place yesterday in Washington. There was a public one, and then there was a private one behind closed doors because of confidentiality within secret classified documents over a topic that I have been interested since I was about seven years old, UFOs. And I know a lot of people are probably going, what in the world? Now, if you have not heard... Congress held a historic public UFO hearing, as military officials suggested here the other day, that the flying saucer phenomenon is a mystery. I'm going to read this article here to everybody. You can find it on all the major news networks. It says, the House Intelligence Subcommittee on Tuesday held the first congressional hearing on UFOs in 50 years. As building evidence on sightings releases more questions than answers. They had videos from basically folks from the Air Force, the Navy, the military. Pilots, videos that were taken. They talked about the capabilities of these of these unidentified objects and that they do pose a threat to security because of some of the close the close calls in the skies with our own aircraft now they have, they gave no explanation at all to the objects there was never once any comment about little green men 
And if there was, it was not in the public display. It may have been in private doors. Why am I bringing this up? Well, I brung up this topic on one of my shows the middle of last year during the pandemic. Because this same, same subject broke on the news. And do you know how much, excuse me, how much coverage it got? Less than two minutes. One of the biggest news stories in world history. And they briefly touched on it last year during the pandemic for about two minutes. And not even, not all of the news networks even covered it. When the government comes out and says, we're not alone, <clears throat> we don't know what these objects are, we don't know if they do or do not pose a threat, it is not anything of our technology or any other country, what are they then inferring to? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. I wanted to end tonight's show with this because it's really has a lot of significance of importance to it. They are basically coming out and finally, after 50 years plus, admitting that this phenomenon is real and it's happening around the world and in this country every day. And just how much then you have to ask yourself, are they not telling still the American public? First, it was they don't exist. <clears throat> it's a weather balloon. It's swamp gas. Now for the government, the federal government to come out, do a complete 360, show you classified footage and photos, documentation of over 50 years, and for them to say, we're at a loss, it's real, Everybody should be looking to the federal government and saying, what are now you not telling us? Even in the other day's hearing on this, the public one, there was something that was said, I think it was said accidentally, by an Air Force commander. When he basically made the comment that it was not any technology that was man-made. So what does that infer to? To me, folks, that infers to this is the biggest, biggest news story that's out there that has been out since the dawn of mankind. It, it goes as far up there as the uh, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. That's how big this is. 
And it's still, even though it did make news, it still is not garnering big attention. And I'm really surprised by that. Now, that's all I have for the show this evening. Ending with this topic, I would like people to weigh in on this. If you would like to send me a message on what you think about this actual topic here, again, I would love to hear from people. You can contact me by Facebook. Look up Political Theater with Charles Nash. You'll see big picture, red, white, and blue picture of me. Looks like something out of the Ronald Reagan presidential years. You can also contact me, 740-802-7936. Or you can contact me also at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. Leave me an email. Let me know what you think about this topic. I would love to hear feedback on this. Uh, just to see what other people feel about that news story right there. I mean, that is a big one to me. Probably one of the biggest news stories of the century. And I just feel like, again, this is being played out under the rug like it's nothing. Maybe it's the times we live in. I don't know. But I would love to hear what people think about this subject in general. Would love to hear feedback from it. That is tonight's show. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, I thank you. And I would like to thank everybody from around the world in different countries that also tunes in. I could not do this without you and all of my sponsors and Think Local First businesses. I thank you again. I will be back, folks, Sunday evening. So until then, good night, and I will see you at the end of the week for another great podcast adventure. Good night, folks.